Proverbs chapter 30, verse 4. You can stand for the reading of the word of the Lord. That'd be awesome. How many of you will help me preach a little bit today? I want to tell you something today. I don't come here with a sermon this morning. I really don't. I don't have a sermon. I got a message for you. There's a difference in a sermon and a message. I didn't come to preach you a sermon today. Sermon's more or less entertaining. But I didn't come with a sermon for you today. I come with deep burden this morning. Deep heart today. Verse 4 said, Who hath ascended up into heaven or descended? Who hath gathered the wind in his fist? Who hath bound the waters in a garment? Who hath established all the ends of the earth? What is his name and what is the Son's name? If thou canst tell. Notice the part that says, Who hath ascended up the heaven or descended? Who hath gathered the wind in his fist? Everybody say, The wind is in his fist. I want you to remember that. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. The Bible said, When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Suddenly, suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing, mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. You may be seated. Several years ago, I, I read of a, and heard of a um, time in the Los Angeles area when the smog and the pollution got so very, very bad, still is, I think, but they had such an issue with the fog and the pollution in Los Angeles, and the, the people were getting sick. There was emphysema, and and plants were dying, literally, because of the pollution that was in the air. Uh, everybody was blaming one another. It was, it, was a, uh, it was a time when there was great turmoil because of the smog and the pollution in a city. Uh, the automobile industry was blaming the refineries, and the refineries were blaming the automobile industry and, and so forth. So the, the Chamber of Commerce came together with the mayor and they decided we have to have some professional help. So they, they called in the experts for the environment and they, they had them do a study. It was quite expensive and extensive and they, they did this study and there came the day when they were to meet with the chamber and meet with the mayor and meet with all of the authorities of the city. And so the head expert stepped up and he said, well, I am really ashamed to tell you this and I, I regret to tell you, but we don't really have an answer. There's so much pollution in the air here. There's so much smog here that we don't really have an answer. We've studied, but we don't really have a solution to the pollution that is in this city. And almost as an afterthought, he made a statement and this is what is going to be my text today. He said, what this city needs, what this city needs is literally a wind from elsewhere. You need a wind to blow through this city that will blow this smog and this pollution and all of these things that are in the air that we don't know how to control. We need a wind to blow through this city and blow it out into the Pacific Ocean. And the expert was exactly right because nothing else 
would work. Could I tell you on this Sunday morning that we are living in an America and in a world that is full of smog? I'm talking about spiritual pollution. I'm talking about the most degraded times that we have ever faced. I'm speaking this morning of sin that is rampant. I'm talking about there is no justice, there is no mercy, there is no, there is no coming together of sides. We are in a battle with the world today. And I want to preach to you for just a little while this morning that what we really need, if you want to know the honest truth, is we need a good old-fashioned wind from elsewhere. And because the wind is in his fist, if he could unleash it upon this church this very day, if he could blow through the lives of we who sit here on this Sunday morning, the smog is out of control. The problems, the morality, the indecency, the world that we live in is like no other world that we have ever seen in times gone by. It has often been said, and it's said again today, that our world would probably make Sodom and Gomorrah look like a Sunday school class. We have things that have gone and spiraled out of control. All things combined make spiritual smog in our lives, and we are polluted on every, every hand. Look at the characteristics of the wind with me, if you will, for just a moment today. First of all, I want to tell you that God controls the wind. God is in charge of the wind. I, I drove through a place not long ago where a tornado had come through, and I, I looked where that path, matter of fact, I drove down the interstate when the, the tornado came through Ruston just two or three months ago. And, and I looked at a building that its roof was gone. I looked at trees that had, that had been there for years and years and they were mighty and they were big and they were thick. But the wind had suddenly ripped them out of the ground by the roots and laid them over. I, I want to tell you that the wind can be very destructive. The wind, as a matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen, can be a destroyer of your life. Not only can it be a destroyer, it can be a savior. If you don't believe that, look at a man in a sailboat. It can be the savior or it can be the destroyer. I'm here to preach to you on this Sunday morning that we need another wind. We need a wind like came on Pentecost. We need an apostolic outpouring of the Holy Ghost. We don't need more religion. We don't need more entertainment. We don't need more voices. We need to hear the voice of God and we need to have the wind of Pentecost blow through our soul today. I'm going to preach a little bit and you can just strap on and hold on because the Holy Ghost wants to do some things in our lives that nothing else is able to do. I can't do it by just preaching. 
They can't do it by just singing. They can't do it by just playing. You can't do it by just raising your hands. Let me tell you, you can do all that and not be anointed. What we need today is an old-fashioned anointing of God. We need a wind that will blow through our church and blow through our families and blow through our homes that will take the smog out of our life and get the pollution out of our minds. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. I read of a story many years ago of people that were on the river leading to Niagara Falls and they were in a boat with a motor but but their motor went out and they put up the sails. It just happened to be a boat with sails and, and the, this is a true story but there was no wind and so the current was swiftly taking them toward Niagara Falls and someone, someone began to scream, God send the wind and all began to scream with them, God send the wind and suddenly the wind turned that boat around and saved them from going over the Niagara Falls. Can I tell you on a Sunday morning we're in almost to the Niagara Falls. We got so much stuff in our life. We got so many things that we're dealing with. Oh God, somebody say it with me. God, just send the wind. The wind that you sent on Pentecost. Unloose your fist today and send the wind to this church. We need a move of the Spirit of God. I don't care how good we sing. I don't care how good we worship. I don't care how good we do anything. We have to do it with the power and the unction of the Holy Ghost. We need a wind from elsewhere. We got enough of hot air blowing around. <laughs> I went in a, a boy's restroom not long ago and I washed my hands and reached down. You know, I hate those blow dry things. I, I hate all that. But somebody took a magic marker and said, punch this button. There's a message from your president. Just saying. We got a bunch of hot air. We got a bunch of promises going on. We got all kind of politicians telling us all kind of stuff. We got Hollywood telling us how to live. We got people that's trying to, to inject to us their damnable, damnable solutions that aren't solutions at all. We got all kind of things speaking. The Bible said there's many voices in our world and none of them without signification. You hear all kind of stuff, but I want to tell you what we need today. We don't need more voices. We don't need more politicians. We don't need anything less than a move of the Spirit of God because let me tell you what will happen when the wind starts blowing. It'll blow the hatred out of your life. It'll blow the envy out of your life. It'll make a better man out of you. It'll make a better one. It'll put families back together. It'll put things in the right perspective. Ladies and gentlemen, if we could just get the wind to blow today, somebody could walk out of here with a changed life. Come on, somebody give God praise here right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You know what the Bible said in John chapter three? The wind bloweth where it listeth. You know what that means? The wind blows where it wants to. The wind blows where it blows and you can't stop it. 
And you, you, if you want to get where the wind's at, you go where the wind's at. But you can't call the wind and say, hey, blow over here. God controls the wind. I like what you said Wednesday night, Justin. I loved it when you said that, that you didn't find God, that he found you. I love that statement because he said God never was lost. I was lost. Thank you for saying that. But let me tell you what we got to do. We got to find wherever God is. We got to go wherever God is. We got to get to wherever God is. You can't just sit and say, oh God, come down here. Let me tell you what we have to do. We got to get spiritually, I'm talking about now, wherever God is. And we can't get there with some of our schisms. And we can't get there with some of our ideas. And we can't get there with some of our sin. We're going to have to get there the right way. The righteous man has to walk into the presence of God. I'm here to pray. Oh, my Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. The wind has got to blow, but wherever the wind's blowing, we got to get there. Y'all going to help me or am I going to do this by myself? Amen. I'm getting it back now. I forgot how, but I'm getting it back. Kind of like riding a bike. You know what happened when Moses came to the Red Sea? We like to talk about the Lord opening the Red Sea. Do you know what the Bible said? The Bible said he caused a, a great east wind. It blowed the waters up. A wind opened the sea. And the wind continued to blow. The ground dried out. The people walked across. Are you with me this morning? Moses couldn't open the sea. But God, who has the wind, I read it to you, in his fist, just said, and the wind performed a miracle for Moses. Come on now. You know what the Bible said in Genesis chapter 8 and verse 1? There was a wind that passed over the earth, and the waters assaged. When Noah was in the ark, the wind came, and the waters assaged because of the wind of God. You know what happened when Israel was hungry? Let me tell you what happened. God, the Bible said in Numbers eleven thirty one, 31, God blew quail in by the wind for Israel to eat. See, there's a lot of stuff that, that you need to, wind is mentioned 123 times in the King James Version of the Bible. Jonah, the Bible said, the Lord sent out a great wind in the book of Jonah. You can read it for yourself. God controls the wind. Can I preach to you this morning? God, if you can send it to Jonah, if you can send it for Noah, if you can send it for Israel, if you can send it for the Red Sea, can you send it upon Christian life? Would you breathe on us this morning? Would you unleash your fists? Would you let the wind of God blow in my soul? Would you get all the dirt out? Would you get all the pollution out? Would you let the smog vanish out of my life? God's done some great things for us, ladies and gentlemen. Kathy, I, I don't know if she's here or not this morning, but I looked this morning, I looked this week and saw where three years ago she took her last chemotherapy treatment. God's got that. She's chemo. I mean, she's cancer-free today. God, only God can do that. There's more witnesses of that kind of stuff in this room today. Let me tell you something. God's done some good stuff for us, but God's not nearly about through. We can't sit down and be satisfied. We can't just say, oh, well, this is the way it is. 
it used to be. I'm here to tell you it don't need to be used to be. It needs to be now. I read Hebrews 11 and the Bible said now faith. Now faith. Somebody jump up and say now faith. Not yesterday's faith, not last month's faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Hallelujah. You see, if God could unleash his fist and we could just get a wind of revival and a wind of purification and a wind of power. You know what I liked about this scripture, and I got to study it. I got to look at it, Acts chapter 2. The Bible said suddenly. That means it happened quickly. You don't, you don't have to wait two weeks. It can happen today. The Bible said suddenly. Somebody shout suddenly. This is what it said. Suddenly there came a sound. The wind was making a noise. A sound as of a rushing, mighty wind. Now, I don't know that I've ever heard, heard it or not, but I've heard people say, you know, you know, when a tornado comes, it sounds like a train coming. I haven't heard that. Maybe you have. I've heard people, people say that. It sounds like a train coming. Well, let me tell you, that's what happened in Acts chapter 2. It sounded like a train coming. It was a rushing. It was a hurricane force wind. It was a tornado Five force wind. It was it was a powerful, powerful wind that came through. And let me tell you, when it came through, it blew all the religiosity out. Let me tell you what. Oh my God! Could I preach to you today? It'll blow. It'll blow all the denominationalism out of you. It'll blow all the religious spirits out of you. It'll blow all the stuff out of you that shouldn't be there. When the wind starts blowing, you'll start loving your enemy. When the wind starts blowing and you'll start loving people around you. When the wind starts blowing, there'll be different change or there'll be something changed about your character. There'll be something that explodes on the inside. When the wind starts blowing, people will get faithful. When the wind starts blowing, we won't have to beg you to come to Wednesday night. When the wind starts blowing, things are gonna happen different. When the wind blows through here, it's gonna change your mind. It's gonna change your heart. It's gonna change your attitude. It's going to change the way you look at things. If the wind can blow, oh God, send us a wind from elsewhere this morning. Ha! Woo! Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, send the wind. The winds of the Antichrist are blowing. The winds of false doctrine are blowing. Come on now. You know, you know, you don't believe that. Here's what the Bible said. The Bible said, don't get caught up with every wind of doctrine. Wind of doc the winds of doctrine are blowing. There's a lot of winds blowing. There's a lot of lies being spread. There's a lot of smog in our world. Oh, could we somehow see what God could do if he could get a Pentecostal wind blowing through this sanctuary on a Sunday morning? The sick would be healed. Cancer would vanish. Heart trouble would go. Arthritis would unleash your joints. I'm preaching today because I know what will happen if the wind blows. You can't stop it either. I say you can't stop it. You can't stop the wind. Years ago I read about a 
place where hoof and mouth disease, you've heard of that. Hoof and mouth, what cattle get. It's a very deadly disease. And a certain part of the country was dealing with hoof and mouth disease. They, they went to the vet. I said, what are we going to do? He said, I don't know what to do. The only way to stop this that I know of is to quarantine the wind. Quarantine the wind. Box it up. Stop it. Hold it down. You can't quarantine the wind. You can't do that. It don't take but a little bit of wind to cause a whole lot of problems. Come on now. Come on now. I, I can show you a couple guys in this, in this church. I can show you one that his boat sank in Darbone Lake right there because of the wind. I can show you another that's putting his boat on the trailer one day, and it, and it almost got him too. There he sits right there. You know, you, you know, a little bit of wind. You you be out of one of these big lakes and a big wind or a little wind starting, it's not bad. But that wind gets gets higher. Those waves get the white capping. Let me tell you something, buddy. You in trouble. I suck a boat in Caney Lake. Suck a boat. Me and two other preachers, crazy preachers. I was the only one inside that had sense. I said, Robbie and Mark, we need to get out of here. Oh, man, it's going to pass over. It did. It passed right over us. Sank a boat. It wasn't our boat. It was a barred boat. Tore that thing all to pieces. Tore the seats out of it. Tore the trolling motor off of it. Totaled the boat because a little wind came up. You'd had a big kick that day. We finally pulled it in a man's. We saw a man up there, and Mark said, I know him. Pull up there. He said, hey, can we pull in your boathouse? Yeah, come on in. And so we pulled in the boathouse. That was a bad mistake because the wind got to coming over the back of the boat, and it was ramming that boat up in that boathouse. It was tearing that man's boat. We was fixing to buy not only a boat but a boathouse. So we decided... <laughs> We decided we'd get down in front of the boat. Water's about chest deep. And we'd just hold the boat. That's back in the times when I didn't have any hair. And I wore one of them things. And every time that thing wind would come, it'd knock me over, Donna. And back in that water, we'd go and I'd come up holding my hair on. It's funny now, but it wasn't funny then. I said, boys, this ain't working. We got to do something different. We knocked the side. We took something and knocked the side, the tin off the man's boathouse and pushed the boat out in open water and let her sink. Had to call a wrecker to come and run a cable out there and pull it up. Don't tell me wind can't cause you problems. The wrong kind of wind can cause you a lot of problems. Winds of false doctrine will cause you. Let me tell you what we got in our world. We got a lot of folks that want to teeter on the brink of truth and have just enough to draw people in. Let me, oh, I'm going to preach today. I'm on the internet. I love y'all. I hope I don't hurt your feelings. Let me tell you why all these denominal churches are going to two services. One is modern. One is old-fashioned. One is because they got a bunch of young people that are tired of dead, dry church that don't want to sit there any longer and watch you know the calisthenics of religion and another one is because you got a bunch of old timers that's stiffy and starch and they don't want to move and it'd take a hanger nade to blow them off that pew 
So they didn't have two churches. We're not having two churches that we need to. But let me tell you what we are going to do. We're going to have a move of the Holy Ghost. We're going to believe God for an apostolic revival. We're going to have an old-fashioned wind blowing through this place. You can't have anything less than that. We's charismatic for the charismatics were cool. My mama hates that word. I told her one time, we are charismatic. Oh, my God, Daddy, don't say that. We'll go study the word. We're charismatic. We're Pentecostal, too. We're apostolic, too. Y'all sure y'all wanted me home? See, I hadn't got to do this in six weeks, so I'm just going to load here today. How about that? So here's, here's, here's the deal. Steve, are you taking notes? I looked for you a while ago. Make sure you was here. Because he came up to me Wednesday and I said, where am I going to have to go to hear you preach? Are you trying out somewhere else? I said, there ain't a cannon that can shoot me somewhere else. When I'm through here, I am, as Bryce would spell it, B-D-U-N, done. He come out of practice for the little kids musical years ago. He just a little bitty tight. Got in the car. He'd had enough, Martha. He looked at his mama, he said, Mama, I am done. D-U-N, done. So at our house, when we say done, we mean D-U-N, done. We really are done. So what, what are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying, you know what? We, we, we can't settle for too little. We can't just go through the calisthenics. I want good music. I want good church. I want good worship. I want everything to be top-notch here. I want our building to look the best. I want our yard to look the best. I want there to be toilet paper in our bathrooms. I want, I want everything to be clean when people come. I want it to smell good. I want all that stuff. I like the padded pews and the carpet. I love what we got going for our youth. I love the kids life. I love everything that's happening. But let me tell you, none of that is worth 15 cents without the wind of Pentecost blowing through this church and an old fashioned move of the Holy Ghost. If you want to go where it's dead, I'll see you later baby. We're going to have church around here. I think people ought to still get healed. I think people ought to still get saved. I think people ought to still receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. I believe that God still is administering that to the 21st century church. We need a win from elsewhere. You see, you see, a wind from elsewhere will blow a lot of stuff out of your spirit. It'll blow a lot of stuff out of your soul. Let me preach to you. I hadn't preached like this in a long time, but I'm about to. You don't hear me say much about clothes, but let me tell you, they're getting less and less. The Lord dealt with me about this early this morning, and I don't say a whole lot about it. I don't think your religion is all about clothes. But let me tell you what it is all about. Modesty. I don't care whether you like that or not. That's the truth. Man, I can remember my daddy. I, I can remember him standing up and saying, we're going to have prayer. And for those of you that's on this platform and ain't dressed right, I'm giving you during the prayer time to get out before I call you out. Any of y'all ever remember them days? 
I see some of you holding your hand up. Y'all loved him, so maybe you'll love me. Let me tell you something, ladies. Let me tell you something, men. We still have to look right and dress right. You, you, you say, where's that in the Bible? Go read it. The Bible talks about modesty. Go back to the Old Testament and read a little bit. New Testament too. Read a little bit. I'm not going into all that today. I'm not going to give you a Bible study. Let me tell you something. I'm not going to fight with you and argue with you what you wear, but I'm going to tell you whatever you wear, it better be modest toward God. You can't expose yourself. I'm going to tell you something. If you, if you have to constantly tug and stretch, you ain't right. Am I doing okay, Brother Ed? Okay. So we'll make sure I'm right. Y'all still love me? You ain't never going to have a big crowd sitting like this. I'm not looking for a crowd. I'm looking for a church. If you've got to tug on it and pull on it so folks won't see it, you need to lengthen it. You need to tighten it up. Go put it on Facebook. I said it. I'm 66 years old. I can say what I want to say. Y'all fool me. I'll go draw Social Security and y'all can have it. Let me tell you something. I'm not playing about this. The wind of Pentecost will blow that spirit out of you. The wind of Pentecost will make you dress modest. It'll make you talk right. It'll take filthiness out of your spirit. You will want to be like the world. Why in the name of God you want to look like that anyway? Let me tell you, the Bible never said one thing about a woman looking at a man, so I'm going to deal with what Jesus did. He said, if a man looketh on a woman and lusteth after her. Let me tell you, when you do what you do, some of you, and dress like you do, and by for all my God in Jesus' name, if you're going to do it, don't put it on Facebook where we can all see it. I don't want to see your carcass. And I don't want to have to answer when I go to town. Are they in your church? I done quit preaching with the mandolin now. I feel like I'm right where I ought to be. Preacher, why are you talking like that? Because the winds of Pentecost will make you love God, make you faithful to his house, make you faithful to his cause. It'll even make you pay your tithes. Walk right, dress right, spit white. The wind of Pentecost will cause you to be what you ought to be. A preacher don't have to police you and hound you. I'm talking about the wind of Pentecost. Oh, you ain't shouting now, some of you not. But let me tell you what will happen if that wind could blow through here on a Sunday morning and we could have some folks passed out in the spirit. If we could have some folks speaking in tongues uh, when they leave the building. I'm here to tell you things will change in your life. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Let me hurry to a close here. The Bible said in Ezekiel 37, the hand of the Lord was upon me, carried me out in the spirit of the Lord, set me down in the midst of the valley which were full of bones, and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, everybody say behold. Ezekiel said, look, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. There was a lot of them. They were very dry. 
And he said unto me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, oh, Lord, God, thou knowest. What a political answer. And again, he said unto me, prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, oh, you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, God, unto these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live and I will lay sinews upon you and, and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So Ezekiel said this, so I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied, there was a noise and behold a shaking and the, the bones came together and the bone came to bone. And when I beheld, the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them above and there was no breath in them. Then he said unto me, prophesy unto, prophesy where? Unto the wind, unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these, upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied, and as he commanded me, and the breath came unto them, and they lived and stood upon their feet as exceeding great army. You know what? Let me tell you, there's some dry folks in this room today, and there's some of you that are bones today. You don't have any spiritual meat, and you've been struggling with your issues, and you need the breath of God. I'm here to prophesy on you this morning. Oh, wind blow on this congregation. Remove all that that's in their mind. Take every ounce of depression. Remove every spirit of oppression. Take care of every demonic thing and remove the problems and the situations that have caused them to falter and fail. Breathe on us, O oh Lord. I have prophesied to the wind today that if you will let God blow his breath upon you today and unleash the wind in your life, you can walk out of you're a changed individual on this Sunday morning. Shall we stand? Hallelujah. 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 I speak into this congregation today. Some of you just need to let the wind blow. It's coming today. It's coming through this building. I feel the cool, sweet breeze of the Spirit right now. And there are some things in your life that only the Holy Ghost can fix. Only the Spirit of God can take care of. Only the Spirit of God can give you relief. Only the Spirit of God. Only the Spirit. Every head bowed and every eye closed in this room right now. I wonder who in this room today your life has been tossed and turned with situations and problems and turmoils and struggles. How many of this room today, is there anybody that confessed before the Lord? I just need the Spirit of God to overwhelm me and overtake me. I see hands. I see three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I see hands all over this room today of people who are saying, I need the breath of God to breathe on me. I need the wind of God to blow. God,
Send the wind this morning. Send the Holy Ghost wind this morning. Send the Holy Ghost wind this morning. Send it through this sanctuary this morning. Send it all up in the balcony, God. Send it all on the bottom floor, God. God, send the wind. I'm going to tell you, we don't need what America offers. We need what God offers. We need a wind from another world. We need the wind of Pentecost today. We need the wind of the Spirit today. Who in this room, very boldly when they begin to sing, will step out from where you are and walk down this aisle. I prayed for God to change some lives today. If you're not interested, God won't bother you. But if you're interested in that wind coming, and blowing some things away and fixing some things in your spirit and taking care of some issues in your life. You need to hurry forward right now. Come on over this building, wherever you are. Come on right now. The wind is blowing. The wind is blowing. The wind is blowing this morning. Come close. 